Hello and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for parent and baby brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist who specializes in parent and baby brands, as well as a mum of two girls. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. Today, I'm thrilled to be here with Pippa from the PR set. Pippa is a small business PR expert with over 15 years of working in PR and nearly two years editing a successful consumer magazine. So she's worked on both sides of the media fence. Pippa's on a mission to help small businesses use PR to grow their business, build their brand and drive sales. Um, she's got a P- DIY PR membership and works with one-to-one with small businesses to give them the knowledge and the confidence they need to get results for themselves. So Pippa, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. What a privilege. I know, I am very excited. So I've done the official intro, but let's talk a little bit more about you. What's your work, family, life setup? Yeah, so, well, I started the PR set just over a year ago and a lot of it was down to kind of family life. I had worked in agencies, PR agencies for kind of, 15 years as you said and realized that it wasn't really compatible my kids are now eight and seven or very nearly nine and seven it's not quite as dramatic as that but yeah oh my goodness (laughs) we have we have two months where it feels quite you know I, I like to drop it every now and then but yeah nearly nine and seven so you know not that dramatic but yeah and realized that agency life just wasn't really compatible it served me very well in my 20s and you know early Mm. 30s but as had babies and that kind of thing it just didn't really work and actually we moved out of London at the same time and this was in you know a few years ago when people were getting on trains every day to go to work which feels really strange talking about that now but I basically wanted to change what I was doing and so actually launched we moved out of London and gave myself kind of a few weeks off to settle in and then launched a parenting publication in the southeast, which um, is called Parent Folk. It's a brilliant, absolutely brilliant publication. It was started by a friend of a friend, Nick, who launched it in the northwest. And I when we moved out, I said to her, you know, you need to get parent folk down here it would be brilliant down here and ended up doing it for her so did that for kind of 18 months which gave me a huge amount of insight into what it was like you know being on the other side of the receiving um, end of the emails and the pitches and the PRs and the small businesses and that's where the seeds were sown I guess for the PR set because actually what it really showed me was how wrong lots of people get it and how wrong lots of PRs get it and that made me feel you know very you know it's just really sad for the for the brands that are trusting and putting budgets into PRs who aren't quite getting it right so yeah so I basically had the idea for the PR set then and then pandemic and we've kind of all know what we what we've lived through but actually what it did give me was a moment to pause and to really kind of gather my thoughts about what I wanted to do and I kind of rewrote some of those stories that I've been telling myself about not being able to have my own business and that kind of thing Mm. and yeah started the PR set which really I started because a, I want. I, I worked out a way to work that I could work with the small businesses that I really want to work with, and I absolutely love working with. I, I got fed up working with the kind of big brands and being a small cog in a you know big 
old machine and I just absolutely love working with small businesses and seeing the impact that the work that I do with them has on their life and yeah so I started the PR sex it really um, gives me the flexibility to um, work around the kids somewhat and yeah I just absolutely love being able to work with small businesses yeah I mean a similar passion of mine as well and it is quite amazing isn't it when you get to do that and see the impact it's so direct there's no sort of anyone in between you it's just literally like your support and advice is making that happen yeah it's amazing like one of um one you know one of my DIY PR members was saying the other day that she gets regular sales every week from a piece of coverage that she got in the independent you know that's amazing to know that the work that we're doing is having that impact so yeah that's what kind of just gives me the joy really absolutely and I should say also for full disclosure I am part of Pippa's membership you are she is at- <laughs> I am absolutely brilliant and the support that she offers everyone in there is incredible oh, so uh you're doing a brilliant job so now we really need to get to know your views on the really important stuff yeah so I've got a quick fire round okay are you ready yeah I'm ready okay tea or coffee tea good dogs or cats dogs I have to say nice. that we've bagels Bagels or crumpets? Oh, bagel. Nice. Beach or pool? Beach. Winter or summer? Summer. Colour or monochrome? Colour. Early morning or late night? Oh, late night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I love those. I feel like you can get into the real depths of who someone is with those questions. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So let's get into the magical world of PR. Mm. So I know, to start off, bigger picture, for anyone wondering, what exactly are we talking about? when we say PR like how would you describe in relation to small businesses in particular? I think that is a really good question because I think actually one of the um, barriers to people doing PR is that they don't really know what it is and they don't really know Mm. um, how to find out what it is because they think that they should know and I see lots of people when when they're talking about PR they talk about media coverage and yes that is one part of PR but it's not everything. So when I'm talking about PR, I'm talking about ways of getting your business talked about by some by a third party um, in front of your target audience. So it could be a, a journalist, it could be, you know, being on someone's podcast, it could be, you know, you talking at an event and um, being asked to kind of speak on someone's platform on their Insta stories. All of that really is PR because it's basically someone else endorsing you and saying, look at this person, look at this business it's great for, for whatever reasons. And I think when you look at it from that perspective, it changes a little bit because it's not actually just about getting a bit of media coverage here and there. It's about how to build your brand, how to build your expertise as a, you know, it could be as a thought leader. And sometimes actually it's that other stuff that really shifts the dial for your business, depending on the media coverage, of course. But, you know, sometimes it is you being heard or listened to on the right platform that can actually really make a difference for your business. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Like when I thought about PR before working with you, it literally was like having to write a press release. Like, are we going to do PR? Should we write a press release? Like that's basically kind of where my mind went to. And I know that's the same for a lot of other small businesses as well. So it's really fascinating to look at it from that other perspective of building your brand and how you can bring that into lots of different ways. And people might be doing PR without even realizing it yeah I think that's quite often the often actually what happens um is that people are doing it but they're not really thinking about how or why they're doing it and I think it really is quite valuable to take a step back sometimes and have a bit of a plan put a plan together of how the different ways that you can kind of you know be heard or get your brand out there to 
to build your brand and to tell your story, create those human connections. I mean, one of the things that I love about PR is the kind of the human elements of it and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it can that can be through media, of course, but it can also there are lots of ways to tell stories and to kind of have that that human connection. And I think as small businesses, actually, that's your superpower in a way. You know, you have the advantage over kind of big corporate brands because you are you and you have the ability to tell your story or to talk about things that are important to you that link to your business and yeah I mean I would encourage everyone to kind of do that absolutely so is that where you'd start so kind of having a bit of an overview a bit of a plan about what you're gonna what your aims are maybe yeah I think there's two places to start I usually say to people to have a look at what your business objectives are and really understand what you want to achieve in your business because there's no point going out to get a bit of coverage on XYZ if actually your business um, objectives are, for example, if you're looking at raising investment for, you know, you mm. would have quite a strategic approach to the kind of coverage that you would be getting. And also, and this is probably something that you're really hot on as well, I would have thought is, you know, really understanding who that target audience is, because you need to know who you're trying to reach, who you're trying to talk to, because a, it saves you time in the long run. It stops you, you know, spending lots of time on things that aren't going to reach that audience. And B, it helps you to understand how to communicate to them and where they are, where they're hanging out, what they're reading, what they're listening to. Um, so understanding your target audience is kind of where I would suggest that you start, really. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, especially for, you know, Facebook ads. We're really looking at those target audiences. And if you can tie it all together. And I think for me, the thing with PR is that it is a bit of an overarching strategy. Like pretty much every marketing that you do can plug into your PR, can't it, along the way? Even your social media, you know, you're going to be thinking about um, who you're collaborating with and who's sharing your posts and who you can do like Instagram lives with and that sort of thing. So it really is a bit of a foundational block in terms of your fa- in terms of your marketing strategy yeah exactly i i think that's really important i you quite often see kind of people doing pr siloed separately to everything else mm. and actually what you really want it to do is to kind of weave through all of your different channels your different marketing channels because your um you want your communication uh, from a brand perspective to be coherent and to be you know aligned you don't want to be saying some things over here and then your social media is talking about something different I think people get quite scared of repetition and saying the same thing over and over again but you know you are the only person that sees all the content that you put out and actually having the same consistent messaging is is a good thing I think rather than it being really sporadic about you know talking about x over here and y over there so yeah bringing it all together is a really great um thing to do and actually it's it works really well you know your your pr links to your email marketing it links to your ads you can use the the coverage that you get as kind of trust triggers for your audience so yeah integrated pr is integrated with all of your marketing is a really good approach and it doesn't have to be complicated as well I mean I think you know gone are the days when I used to write 64 page powerpoint documents for (laughs) clients because you know we've kind of I don't know I don't know why why we did it but you know we did but you know you can do a PR plan or your marketing plan on a page of A4 paper you know it doesn't have to be really complicated it's just about getting the consistency and making sure it kind of is all, all aligned through the different ways that you're communicating to your target audience 
Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of a plan, you'd, you're thinking about your goals, you understand like your audience and who you're trying to target. Mm. Where would you, what would be the next step from there? Like what else would you include or research or? So yeah, a really good place to start, I think, is with your network, because that Mm. can be the easiest way of starting to ask people if you could write a blog post for them, or if they wanted you to do an Insta live with them, or, you know, different ways that you can collaborate. One of the kickbacks I've had on that one, I've kind of, you know, been talking to um, my clients about it is they say, well, let people know what I do. And they'd ask me and I actually, I don't think it works like that. I think you have to start getting comfortable with putting yourself out there a, a bit and doing that within your network is, is often a kind of a more comfortable place to start to do it, to ask the questions and to, yeah, to ask people if you could do things for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, you sort of forget sometimes, don't you, that people are generally just thinking about themselves. <laughs> so they're not thinking about you necessarily and what your business goals are. They're trying to achieve their own business totally. goals. Totally. And like a lot we've all got Yeah. A lot of people don't really think in that context anyway. So yeah, I think asking the questions and, you know, just going out there and, and having a go and asking is is a really brilliant place to, to begin. Absolutely. And then in terms of if in terms of press mm-hmm. and the next kind of steps of like, so you've kind of gone to your network, you've done some blogs, you've maybe done some lives, but you're ready to kind of maybe put yourself out there and go a bit bigger. Where would you start with that? Where would someone even begin? So the key thing is doing your research. So reading the magazines, you know, reading the online articles, understanding the journalists and who they are on the you know the pages that they write is really key I think this was something that I really learned when I was you know editing parent folk you'd get emails from people who just hadn't ever read the publication and 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 that puts you off you know that they would end up really being deleted a lot of PRs as well especially PRs BCC a kind of press release out to people and it's just no thought put into it so I would say to you you know choose five magazines or papers that you think your target audience is reading and deep dive into those publications have a look at how they write about you know kids brands or eco products or you know whatever your niche is see where you can fit in with those and then get to know the journalists so social media is you know great for that lots of journalists are on twitter you might not be on twitter but i would encourage you to get on twitter because you can follow journalists, you can really understand the kind of things that they write about and get to know them a little bit. You might find that you've got kind of, you know, a shared love of bagels or pugs or whatever. And also there's a hashtag journal request that lots of journalists quite often use to for last minute requests when they're looking for people to kind of contribute towards articles. So Twitter is a great place. Equally, Instagram, lots of journalists are on Instagram. So you can find them and you can get to know them a bit more. So I'm not saying become a stalker, but I think there are ways to get some insight into how publications are working, what they write about and really understanding that can help kind of put you against other people who just haven't really thought about it yeah absolutely and I guess it's just it's almost that ongoing brand building a brand isn't it like getting to know the journalists and not just expecting to be featured just because you send them one cold email yeah like it's a bigger picture strategy isn't it like it's longer term it is and it is a really long game I think that's why some people try a bit of PR and and they give up because they they don't see 
it, it, it has a bit of a snowball effect. And actually, we've been talking about this in the PR set quite a bit, you know, the m- members who've been with me for, you know, a year now, really feeling the impact of keeping going on it. And I think it's kind of the same with anything in our businesses, though, isn't it? Nothing really happens overnight, you can't just click your fingers and, you know, boom, it's very rare that that happens. It's normally the accumulation of the work that you've put in to get to that point. And I think PR is a really good case in point for that. You know, it's about trying things. It's about doing, you know, doing the research, spending the time, understanding and learning. And the more you do, the more confident you'll get and the more you'll see opportunities for your business, for your brand and, you know, where you can be trying to pitch yourself. In terms of building relationships, obviously, journalists are a great place to start. Is there any other strategies you'd use in terms of brand building and building relationships outside of your business? Yeah, I think one of the things that working on parent folk really taught me actually was the power of niche. And I guess, I mean, Mm. you probably see this as well with the advertising, but, you know, I think the one the one thing PRs hear a lot is can you get us in vogue you know it's kind of a bit of a a running joke and obviously we'd all love to be in vogue but actually you know I I imagine for for your audience so if you you know vogue isn't actually going to shift the dial that much for them as much as you know working with niche titles niche parenting bloggers influencers that kind of thing so don't be afraid of kind of you know looking at people that are going to you could work with on a, on a in a collaborative way that aren't necessarily the times or the telegraph but actually ways that you know their, their audience is directly the same as yours and there's not much wastage there yeah that real overlap of audiences and kind of it can make a huge difference kind of in terms of actually achieving your goals Fabrius. so I guess the next kind of step from that is what what stops people doing this what do you see and what do you experience in terms of like why aren't people getting themselves out there and pitching and so I think there's a few things Uh, there's a there's a kind of definitely a thought that PR is a bit of a dark art and people don't know how to do it so they think that they you know they're not going to do it Um, and I get that but actually it is it isn't it's not rocket science you know there's a few kind of things to understand I guess it's the, it's the same with when you're doing Facebook ads you know once you understand it and you have the knowledge it becomes a lot easier to do it I think there's a thought that you need to have big budgets to employ PR agencies mm. and it's just not the case you know my DIY PR members are proving that and I think people think that you need to have a little black book of contacts but Again, you don't, you need to have good stories, good content, great imagery, that kind of thing. You know, I do have some great relationships with journalists, but if my stories and my clients aren't right for them, they're not going to cover it. So you can get great PR for your business without having those contacts in the first place. But actually, I think the biggest block is ourselves and I know this from personal experience. I think mindset is a huge barrier in us getting on and doing stuff I think we procrastinate we're scared of rejection we're scared of sending an email in case someone thinks we're a bit silly and I think once you work through that it makes a massive difference so actually in the PR set we do a lot on knowledge which is kind of the upskilling and giving you the knowledge on how to do it but we also focus a lot on confidence and mindset as well because I think it's one of the key things of small business owners that we really need to work on yeah absolutely and I think 
as well, sometimes we're quite time poor, aren't mm. we, as mums in business? And it's like that headspace, isn't it? Of like, I'm just going to do what's easy. Like often it's like, I'm just going to put a post on Instagram because like it's there's not that many barriers to doing it. You can get a quick post up and you know that, you know, you can see the results. It's similar with Facebook ads. Like, you know, there's a real barrier to learning it and getting your head around it and actually doing it. And I think PR is, is similar, isn't it? It's like, it's a bit of the unknown it's like that finding that headspace and to be honest that's what I found um the PR set to be so useful is like putting that time aside and having a community and to be honest seeing other people doing it and and making a difference because I think sometimes as well that's really important isn't it to see that it can work yeah and that it's not that hard when you get to it yeah and I think surrounding yourself with other people who are achieving things can be really motivating and I think that's what's amazing about the small business community you know if the last two years have shown us anything community collaboration is key to us like you know lifting each other up and supporting each other and that's why that's why I really wanted to create a kind of a membership actually because I I wanted to be able to give that ongoing support to people and yeah I just I, I that's why I absolutely love about it I love being able to kind of you know be there to keep people motivated and going you know accountability I think is really important we do an accountability session which is like a two-hour working session a month which is time for you to focus on your PR and even if you're not you know a member of the PR set just making yourself do it and it not slip to the bottom of your to-do list I think is really important because it is one of those things that you can you know it's not as urgent as needing to respond to a customer order or you know a glitch on your website or whatever whatever it is but actually the more you the longer you put it off you know the the less quickly you'll get the results from it so trying to factor it in and and giving maybe giving yourself some challenges or some bite-sized chunks you know giving yourself some targets but breaking it down and making it achievable is something that I really advocate yeah absolutely so and in terms of what people have achieved that you in in other parent and baby brands Mm -hmm. maybe what have you seen that's kind of worked really well there's one thing that I see consistently with the people who are getting great results and that is the the confidence. So they come into the PR set and quite often they're feeling that like, you know, maybe no one wants to hear from me and you kind of see the hunched shoulders when they're talking about themselves and slowly they grow in confidence and they realize that actually it doesn't matter if someone doesn't get back to your email or that, you know, if they, if they're not, replying to you it's actually not about you it's about the other stuff that's going on and seeing that confidence build is what builds the momentum and then they start getting the results and then the confidence grows even more so that is an absolute joy to watch and I would say that's the kind of the main kind of consistent thing that I see with small business owners and then I think individually it's about people really really understanding their business and understanding where the different kind of angles there are for their business and what's going to resonate with their target audience so a great example of this is Carly from Natal Comfort who she's created the Anna cushion which is like a a cushion that you can lie on on your front when you're pregnant Um, and she spent um, time building up a network of experts and professionals to kind of work with and that's been incredible for building her brand profile and giving her different stories to tell and different kind of connections within her community so she's not necessarily gone after the press coverage although she has got some great press coverage too but she's looked at ways to resonate with the target audience and that's been a real game changer for her 
Then you've got Priya from Pre-Pre, who she makes, starts off making children's wear from pre-love saris. Her business has just grown over the last year and she's been really strategic with award entries. She's she's had some great radio. She's done some really brilliant collaborations. She's really maximized every opportunity. So if she's get she gets a bit of press coverage, she then uses it really well through her other marketing channels. So that's been a joy to watch. But yeah, there's so many great people doing brilliant things we've had people on this morning we've had people on you know different radio shows different magazines newspapers it's just really comes down to the storytelling I think yeah absolutely and actually you know just picking up on what you said there about the awards that's something that comes up quite a lot when I talk to clients about whether you know is it worth going for the awards and you know and there's it's kind of a whole industry in itself, isn't it? I mean, in terms of parent and baby brands, like the Junior Design mm. Awards are pretty big. But I mean, what are your what are your feelings on awards? Is it something you encourage businesses to do? Or yeah, it is. There's a ca- there's a real caveat on it in terms of uh, not doing awards for awards sakes and doing your due diligence before you enter anything or before you hand over any money. A lot of I wouldn't say all awards are made equal. So I would really look at who the past winners are, who the judging panel are, um, the kind of things that people have been able to do from the awards when they've won them and see if if they've actually had an impact. There are there are some kind of, you know, rather, I don't know, scrupulous people out there who are, you know, saying that you've won awards and then getting you to pay a certain amount of money to use the logo and you've been nominated by a friend in inverted commas or, you know, a secret anonymous entry. And I, I don't think that they do anything for you, but I think it's the way that you you then utilize your award wins and I and and that's what's really important from a PR perspective really is it's not just about getting the award win it's what you then do with it afterwards and how you leverage it through kind of the different areas of your business yeah no absolutely and actually this is probably a good point for me to talk a little bit about how PR links back to Facebook ads Mm. so at the end of every episode I just talk about how we can link this you know what we're talking about back to Facebook ads and really from a from a PR perspective, the social proof is huge. I mean, we talked a little bit about that earlier, you know, being able to use the press cover, you know, the logos or as featured in or the awards, if they are ones that drive the other kind of good ones are using the logos in your Facebook ads can really build that trust really quickly. And that can be really, really useful. And also, you know, you're not always going to be using PR to drive sales necessarily. Like I think, I don't know, Pippi, you'll probably agree that you know, a lot of PR is about brand awareness and building that like momentum and awareness. And actually, you know, you can often get quite a high website traffic peak when you have some really good PR, but they're not necessarily going to buy there and then, especially if it's the first time they've heard of you. But what you can do with Facebook ads is obviously if you've got the pixel installed, all of that data will get stored in your pixel and then you can retarget those people over time. And, you know, if you've got, that's why optimizing your website is also really important because if you're getting people on your website, you know, can you get them to give them your email address so that they're on then on your list? And it's about that bigger picture of building your audience your warm audience which we talk about PR is a brilliant way of building that warm audience so that when you are in a bit of a point where you're really pushing sales like you know Christmas or if you've got a sale or a new launch of a product you've got all that data to go out to people who have heard of you and trust you rather than trying to convert people who never heard of you so that's how I would link PR back to Facebook ads 
that sounds okay. brilliant. <laughs> is, that, is that about right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and actually, the, I think you've made a really good point there in that I see lots of people getting, you know, product businesses saying, oh, I need to bring Christmas gift guides. And, that, you know, that's the first time they start thinking about doing, you know, media coverage, getting PR for their mm. business. But actually, it, it, you know, I would say to you, if, you st- if you're a Christmas focused business, you want to start thinking about it. Soon, you know, as soon as possible, about getting your business in front of people. It's, you know, I don't know what the number seems to change a lot. It used to be that people had to see your brand seven times before they bought it, and I've heard it's gone up to fourteen. And someone even said twenty-one. I mean, you know, in the oh my goodness. yeah, no, but and that's where all of this integration with all of your different marketing is makes it really effective because you don't just want to get in front of somebody on you know November the fourteenth. You want to be. Mm you know, getting your brand in front of them as many times as possible in the run up to that. So that's why I think this, that's where I think this can be the most effective for your business to kind of really shift the dial for you. Yeah, absolutely. So we've covered loads of great strategies about how to use PR to grow your business. But I know more than anyone how easy it is to take in a lot of information and think I'm definitely going to do that and then get a little bit overwhelmed or distracted as we're all incredibly busy. So at the end of every episode, I ask my guest, what is the one thing that you would recommend that our listeners could start doing today to really like start making a difference? I think just doing it. So if you've been mm-hmm. sitting on that email that you've wanted to send to a journalist for three months, just send it. Honestly, you will get better and better the more you do it. But you've got to start somewhere. So just get on, crack on and do it. Because, you know, sitting and thinking about it and making up all these things in your head about what they might think or what they won't think or whatever, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. So as the saying goes, just do it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just do it. And if you want more support or kind of advice in this area, Pippa has a fantastic free download, How to Get PR Ready, which I think will really like complement this podcast and really help you create more of an idea about what you need to do next. And I will link that in the show notes and it's on her website as well, which is the prset.com. And of course, you can always go and follow her over on Instagram. If you search for Pippa the PR set, you will be able to find her. Thank you so much, Pippa. I massively appreciate you coming on the podcast this week. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.